there, everybody. It's Michael. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Michael Like Stuff podcast. On this episode, I go through every single playoff matchup and give you my predictions as well as picking an NBA champion. Thank you for tuning in, and I wanted to let you know about one of our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Michael Klinger Photography, where we take pictures of you and your friends and your family and whatever you might need. We want to get that done for you at an affordable cost. Whether you need new headshots for LinkedIn or you want to boost your profile on Tinder or Bumble, we want to make that happen for you. So it's senior picture season. If you know a senior, hit us up. You can find our Facebook page at Michael Klinger Photography or follow us on Instagram at Michael's Photogs. And we want to take your picture. Pictures you can be proud of. That's Michael Klinger Photography. That's our sponsor. Thank you for joining us today and welcome to the pod. Well, 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 we're back. Welcome into another episode of the Michael Like Stuff podcast. I'm recording by myself in the morning, so I'm trying to get my energy up with a nice cup of coffee, and I'm excited to talk today, and the reason I'm recording this morning is because the NBA playoffs start today, and I wanted to get all of my picks in before we get started, just so that I'll be on the record as correct, and so when people look back, I will be able to say, I told you so and so but first I, I, I do want to uh, pay tribute to the the Memphis Grizzlies this season an insanely fun team to watch John Morant budding beautiful rising star the most excited Memphis has been about a rookie in its history so they are awesome just and it's not just Jaw, and it's not just Jaw and Jaren. There's so many guys on this team that played so well and can get better. Shout out to my guy Brandon Clark. We missed Tyus Jones in the bubble. DeAnthony Melton really came into his own this season. There's a lot to be excited about. And Dylan Brooks has so much talent and insane amount of confidence. If we can get those two things working together, we are going to be set for a while. Don't forget about our big man, Jonas Valanciunas. He's just a good player. He's just a solid, good player. He shows up. He's, he's blue-collar, you know. He, he puts in the work. Most people don't even know how to pronounce his name that are just casual NBA fans. But Jonas Valanciunas, we love you. Thank you for your service this year. Number two on today's podcast, I just want to celebrate a little bit. I want to celebrate over the demise of the Zion Williamson hype train. Look, someone call me when he does something notable. I'm so tired of hearing he had a historically good rookie season statistically. He didn't play a quarter. He didn't play three quarters of the season. Call me when he does something notable. I mean, it's it's ridiculous the amount of hype that is behind him for him to over and over and over again not be playing basketball, which is the whole point of being an NBA player. When was the last time he was healthy for a whole season? Junior year of high school? If you get drafted 
Number one overall, and on your team are two other NBA lottery t- lottery picks, and your team doesn't win the national championship. I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. Like, I'm I just am not buying this. Like, Jaw did more things of note in college than Zion. Jaw did more things of note in the NBA than Zion. I'm just. I'm excited. Like I do not want Zion to be forever unavailable because I want him to continually underachieve throughout his career so that I can once again say, I told you so. But I don't know that that's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned because Zion, I, I want him to be that face of the NBA that never lives up. You know, kind of like Carmelo, like, there was that thing that he was going to be as good as LeBron or was as good as LeBron, and he never was. We don't have to pretend that. Yes. Now, Melo has achieved more in college in one year than Zion has achieved in his whole basketball career so far. So, yeah. I'm happy about the Pelicans. I just want them to not be on national TV all the time. Stop putting them on national TV. Zion is not going to be playing we don't need to see the Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball show. Talk about another massive underachiever so far in his career. Lonzo Ball, like, come on, man. How many guys are they going to get that are, are all supposed to care about that are not going to be great players? I, I must say Brandon Ingram did well this season, and J.J. Redick is a flamethrower. But let's be real. I'm happy about them not making the playoffs. I'm happy they didn't even make a playing game. The whole thing was created for them to be in a playing game, and they couldn't do it. But you know who did? Damian Lillard. Hats off to that guy. Wow. And before you go on and say that he's actually being overhyped right now, that's the narrative that he's being actually, his hype has gone from being underrated to now being overrated. There are so many guys who never even got their team to a conference finals. He got them there last year. This dude is one of the top, I would say top eight players in the NBA. Put some respect on his name. So, those are my thoughts today. Memphis Grizzlies, love you. Proud of you. Keep going. We're going to be so good. Pelicans, so happy you didn't make the playoffs. And number three, Dame Lillard, man. He's good. So I wanted to do pick all of my playoff uh, first rounds so that, you know, I'm going to pick who's winning and I'm going to pick how many games it's going to take. And I might I might throw a little spice in there because, um, to be honest, I've been grinding tape, uh, which some of these teams I, I haven't been able to grind much tape because they've not played on the national TV schedule a ton. But I've at least seen some action of every team, and I watched a lot of games this last season. So I'm, I'm excited to get into it. First series we're talking about, we have in the East, the 1 versus 8 matchup, Milwaukee versus Orlando. I'm not going to talk a lot about this. The Magic don't have Jonathan Isaac. It's going to be a killer because he is long. Now, I'm picking the Bucks to sweep. I would probably still pick them to sweep if Jonathan Isaac was playing. Um, but I don't know. But but let me be real here. I, I I am not fully bought in on the Bucks. But also, if they sweep the Magic, 
I still will not be fully bought in on the Bucks. I watched Giannis mess things up too much in the bubble so far. For instance, the game they played against the Rockets. The biggest guy the Rockets have out there is Robert Covington. And they're playing Giannis and Brooke Lopez. And Giannis is driving and dishing and turning the ball over time and time again down the stretch. And that's just disappointing. Like, Giannis... I'm not fully bought in on him yet. I'm not fully bought in on this Bucks team, but I expect them to get through the magic. No problem. I'm taking Bucks for the sweep. Bucks in four. So if you're a bet, if you're a betting person at home, you can go ahead. These are these are book it picks, okay? Uh, but also, I I claim no liability if they do not go your way. All right. So next series we're going to be talking about. We have the Indiana Pacers in the Miami Heat. That is the four-five matchup in the East. Indiana, the four seed, Miami, the five. So here's the deal. TJ Warren is on the hot streak of all hot streaks. He will never play. This is like Lynn Sanity bubble edition. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I do think that the Heat have wing defenders who are going to be able to deter him quite a bit. And without uh, DeMontis Sabonis in the rotation for the Pacers, uh, I don't think they're going to have quite enough. I expect them to win a couple games, but I'm taking Miami in six. Jimmy Butler is a playoff player. He's a winner. And though he might never win a championship because he is not great at dealing with other people, um, when he's the best player on your team, you can bet he's going to do everything in his power to get them the dub. They almost beat the Raptors in the playoffs last season with him on the Sixers. And so, um, and let's be real, that was mostly credit to Jimmy Butler. And so I'm, I think that the Heat are going to be able to take this. Uh, Bam Adebayo, I think, is going to have his way with Miles Turner. So I will take the Heat in six there. All right, plus they have Jay Crowder on their team, and the dude is not a great player, but he's just solid. He's just another solid player. It's important to have solid players, and that's what the Heat have. They have a roster loaded with solid guys. As much as I want Andre Iguodala to lose every game he ever plays, um, I do think that they have a lot of solid guys, and I expect them to win in six games against the Pacers. All right, so in the 3-6 matchup, we have Boston and Philly. Ben Simmons is injured, so it's looking like it's going to be the Joel Embiid show. And while that would tell me that they're not going to succeed in the playoffs, he might be able to dominate Boston. I I think that Boston is going to have enough guys on the rest of their uh, squad to counteract that but I think that Embiid's going to have his way with Tice he's going to have his way with Cantor can Embiid feel the double team coming and make the right play and then can the Sixers make enough shots so I expect to see a lot of cork maws in this series uh, is Josh Richardson former Tennessee Vol going to be able to make some plays Tobias Harris former Tennessee Vol is he going to be able to make some plays his scoring average has gone way up without Ben Simmons in the lineup But is Joel Embiid going to be able to feel the double and make the right play? Is he going to have a Shaq-like playoff run? Or are they going to get bounced in the first round? Those 
are the options. And so I am taking Boston in five because I don't believe in this Sixers team. Uh, I could be surprised. I think if I would be surprised if it went seven uh, because I don't believe in this. I, I frankly don't believe in Brett Brown as a coach, and Joel Embiid has proven nothing from a playoff perspective. Or, I mean, he he has statistical games, but from a winning perspective, I've – I've consistently been let down by him. Uh, I expect him to have maybe one or two dominant games, but I do expect Boston to win in five. So you can go ahead and take that to the bank. Boston in five there. Kemba Walker has started playing a little bit better towards the end of the bubble schedule. Um, so if his his health is under control, I'm looking forward to it. Plus, if we get playoff Tatum on top of what he's been doing all what he was able to do towards the end of uh, the regular season, I'll be very, very impressed. And it's not out of out of the realm of possibility to see a Jason Tatum run here. Boston is my uh, second choice to win the East, um, which brings me to the last series in the East that we have not talked about yet, the Toronto Raptors versus the Brooklyn Nets. Have you guys watched the Raptors in the bubble? Those guys play hard, they play as a team, they play great defense, and it's starting to, I think everyone is, the the, the Kawhi hype was out of control when he left Toronto, and I think it was, it was valid, it was validated, they won in NBA Finals, but I think this year we've seen that the guys he was playing with are not slouches, and yes, I think we all could have known that based on who was on the team But we've seen Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Norman Powell, guys after guy after guy come in in a Raptors uniform and play solid team basketball, scoring when they need to, playing great D. And so I love this Raptors team. And also they have size down the road if they need to play Milwaukee uh, to make it hard on Giannis. I am taking the Toronto Raptors to win the Eastern Conference playoffs and make it to the NBA Finals. Boston is my second tier. I I do not expect Milwaukee to be there. Um, I do not expect Milwaukee to be there. Um, I if I had to guess, uh, they they pull it together enough to make it to the conference finals, um, but. I think Miami could even challenge Milwaukee in the second round. So I'm taking Toronto out of the East, and they are going to sweep the Nets. But let me talk about the Nets for a second because everyone was acting like they had nobody. And, you know, to be honest, like they were depleted coming in here. Um, But have we seen enough Kyrie Irving now to know that when he's not playing, the team plays better? I mean, can we go ahead and acknowledge that he might be a good individual player, but he's, his ability to help your team is not great? I mean, how many? what's the best record one of his teams has had with him as the best player on it? I, 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 I'm honestly curious. Would that be last season's Celtics? Because they were not a good team. Um, so whenever Kyrie, and I think you know, if Kyrie's able to accept he's the second guy, uh, with KD next season, they could be very good. But I don't know that he's ready to accept that role, especially because he thinks he's a team leader, and I think that's the most 
ridiculous thing. You know, there's always that there's always that guy in your group projects or on Survivor or whatever, and he thinks that he's the team leader, and everyone just rolls their eyes and does what they want to do anyways. I think that's Kyrie, and so um, I am not uh, buying that the Nets will be great next season, um, and that's why I think this Nets team is going to be okay. Um and I think they were more okay before they brought in the Kyrie KD show. Um, and hopefully Kyrie and KD are just there for a couple years and move on. And they don't sell the farm to bring in Rudy Gobert or somebody else. So um, I'm taking Toronto in a sweep of the Nets. Because I think that they're going to D up Karis LeVert very well. And he does thrive against teams that perimeter defense is horrible like against the Blazers the other night but I think that it's it the Toronto defense is going to be way too much way too much and Toronto is going to sweep that so for the Eastern Conference I've got the Bucks in a sweep against the Magic I've got Miami in six over the Pacers I've got Boston in five over the Sixers and I've got Toronto in a sweep of the Nets all right, so we're moving on to the Western Conference, and the Western Conference is far more interesting than the East. I maybe should have started with the West, um, but this is a short podcast, so we'll be able to get get some interest in there. I hope you haven't turned off the podcast yet. So, starting off the Western Conference, we've got the 1-8 matchup, which is Lakers-Blazers, and... There's been all this talk about an upset, and a week ago, I was buying it. I was buying that the Blazers could beat the Lakers. But the Blazers have to go down to the wire to beat the Nets, and then they have to go down to the wire against the Grizzlies. I think this team is dog-tired. They can't defend anybody. And... If you're, it, they really, really can't defend large guards and wing players. Um, Karis LeVert is not near the player that LeBron James is. I expect LeBron to find his offense against the Blazers and start rolling. Now, with LeBron, we haven't seen a great LeBron performance in the bubble so far. Um, that first game against the Clippers... Uh, was exciting, but it wasn't a true great LeBron performance, though he did make the game winner. So I think that LeBron, though he's been struggling, he's going to be able to really find himself when Melo's guarding him, when Mario is guarding him. I don't think it's going to be a close series. I expect the Blazers to get one, purely because Dame gets 45 and CJ gets 30. But other than that, um, I think the Lakers are going to have no problem. Nurkic is a good player, but he's not doesn't have the quickness and dexterity to guard Anthony Davis. Um, and I think they'll go to more Anthony Davis at center lineups in the postseason. I expect the Lakers to win in five. And um, well, I'll I'll, get, I'll come back to my pick out of the West in a second. Uh, I don't want to quite get into that yet. So in the four to five matchup, we have Houston and OKC. Now, this is probably the most intriguing series of the first round. We have Chris Paul 
playing against the Rockets. And man, I wish Russell Westbrook was playing in this series. And it's looking like he's not going to be playing at all, uh, especially at the beginning. Uh, he is out with a quad injury. So we truly have CP3's guys versus James Harden and his boys. And um, it's going to get spicy. And there's also a real clash in styles here. Uh, the Thunder are a great defensive team. They play with a lot of length and size. And the Thunder are running out Robert Covington at center. So there's a lot of talk about either Steven Adams is going to get 20 boards a game or not. Or he's going to have to get pulled from the lineup. Here's my thing. The Rockets excel against teams when they're playing against a big that likes to score because they force the ball to that big, and then they get strips and all sorts of stuff. If you watch them play against the Bucks in the bubble, that's exactly what happened. Steven Adams does not need to score. He's just going to be getting offensive board after offensive board and put back after put back. And if they're just going to stand P.J. Tucker in the corner then he's not going to be super stressed on D. So I expect um, him to have a field day, and the Rockets are not the type of team. I expect them to shoot really well three out of seven games and shoot not as great the other four. And so they win the games, they shoot really well, they live by the three, and they die by the three. I am taking the Oklahoma City Thunder in seven. I know the Rockets are favored in this series, um, but let's be real. Harden without Westbrook, without that second guy, I'm I'm very concerned about because the Thunder have some guys they can throw at Harden. Um, They can throw Dort at Harden. They can throw Shea Gildas-Alexander at Harden. Uh, They have a lot of... They can throw Robert Roberson at, at Harden. There's so many guys... Uh, down their roster that aren't going to stop him, but they have a lot of guys, so you're not worried about somebody fouling out and then him having his way. Um, And so I think that the Thunder are going to have an advantage here, plus Chris Paul. This is early enough in the playoffs. I don't expect him to be wearing down. Uh, And so I think Chris Paul is a killer and is out for blood and wants to destroy this Rockets team, especially James Harden. I'm taking the Oklahoma City Thunder in seven. All right, moving on to Denver, Utah. That is the 3-6 matchup in the West. Hmm. I'm taking Denver here in five. Um, This is probably the least intriguing series as far as star power goes for the casual NBA fan. Uh, there's a lot going on here. I mean, if you remember Rudy Gobert, the reason that, not actually the reason that ever the NBA had to shut down, but was widely blamed for the NBA shutdown. Um, it was going to shut down anyways, but he definitely accelerated it um, and was widely viewed as the, the person who took it the most irresponsibly. Uh, there was reported tension between him and Donovan Mitchell. And so I am intrigued by this Utah team, but uh, with the loss of Bogdanovich uh, not able to play in the bubble, um, it's not looking good for them. Also, Gobert really thrives against bigs who are not as big as him, and Jokic is about as big as they come, and so Jokic is going to be significantly less bothered by Gobert uh, than the average uh, NBA center, and so that takes away one of Utah's general advantages 
it is interesting who's going to guard Donovan Mitchell for the Nuggets. Uh, they have some options, um, but if you've watched the Nuggets in the bubble, you can't really be thrilled uh, with their options here. They've been playing such big, tall lineups. I'm intrigued to watch Michael Porter Jr. I'm intrigued to watch uh, Jeremy Grant. That guy is a freak of nature. Man, like the Thunder... I'm sure he's gotten better over the years and and bigger and stronger. Man, but you had no idea what he was capable of uh, back in his Thunder days. He has been balling out. Um, He he can go coast to coast. Uh, He's huge, long, and fast, and that is a great asset to have. And so they have a few of those guys on their team. I want to see an all-big lineup out of – Denver. I don't think we'll see it. Um, I don't know how much we'll get a look at Bull Bull uh, this playoffs, but it's been fun to watch him as well. So I don't think Denver is really going to struggle too much with Utah. I'm taking Denver in five, um, but you know it could get it could get a little if we get Donovan Mitchell going on a roll um, and Mike Conley uh, accesses his inner depths and brings out prime Mike Conley. Things could get interesting, but I, I don't expect them to. I'm taking Denver in five. All right, so that leads me to my last series for my playoff preview. We've got the Clippers and the Mavericks, the two versus seven in the West. There's been a lot of talk about Luka Doncic, and rightfully so. That guy is a monster. If you ask, I saw some ridiculous poll that, that ESPN put out, who would you rather start your team with, Luka or Zion? Are you kidding me? Of course everyone picked Luka, and they were like, like oh. Luka Doncic is a for sure future All-NBA player. He has succeeded and won at every level he's ever played. I expect nothing less at the NBA level, probably not this season, that guy is a freak of nature. Now, this Clippers team is essentially built to destroy a team that operates like the Mavericks. They have two premier wing players who both play offense and defense incredibly well. Luka's going to have to guard one of them, and they are going to make his life miserable when the Mavericks are on offense. It's going to be a really hard series for the Mavericks. I expect Luka to have a superhuman performance in one of those games propelling the Mavericks to a victory. And the Clippers are known to sometimes take a night off. So I'm taking the Clippers in five. Uh, I was tempted to go with sweep, but Luka is too good to allow a sweep. He's so competitive. And I don't know why people don't understand that. Like, I think it's because... You know, I couldn't really tell you. But Luka is a great player. He's going to get one of these games for the Mavericks. And Luka is going to continue to grow. That I'm excited for the future of that Mavericks team. Um, but I am taking the Clippers in five. And I'm a little bit worried for the rest of the West if Lou Williams and Trez can get going. Um, things could get pretty dicey for everyone else so it's very hard to pick a team out of the west for me and that's why i held off on after i talked about the lakers blazers series earlier 
So here's the thing. I want to pick the Lakers. I really want to pick the Lakers. I'm rooting for the Lakers. Um, but I just, I don't know. Uh, if you asked me in March, it was Lakers, no question. But now with Avery Bradley not there, with Rondo out uh, for a little bit, like if he comes back, he might not be in great shape. And at first I wasn't worried about Rondo being out. I thought Caruso was a better fit for their offense and defense anyways. But Caruso has not shined to the degree that I had hoped uh, in the bubble. LeBron has looked a little bit old and slow, and his handles looked a little bit weak, uh, weaker than normal in the bubble. So I'm concerned, but I fully expect LeBron to kick it up a notch. Um, after they clinched that one seed, I think that it was kind of uh, time for, for them to, to you know, try to get some different looks out there and see what happens. So I'm confident-ish in the Lakers moving forward. My only thing is the reason I can't pick the Clippers is because they don't have an answer for Anthony Davis. And even a Trez with his A game, Montrez Harrell with his A game, is not going to be stopping Anthony Davis uh, when he's doing his thing. But I am also worried that down the stretch in a close series between the Clippers and the Lakers, LeBron tries to take over and Kawhi just takes the ball from him over and over and over again. So there's a lot to think about here. But I think if I'm just looking top two, LeBron and AD versus Kawhi and Paul George, um, that's a better top two. Clippers are better down the rest of the roster. But I think that the Lakers are better enough in their top two. And fingers crossed that Kuzma can keep playing the way he's been playing. Rondo can get back in the mix and help them out. Um, because playoff Rondo is a different thing. And when when the playoffs time starts, he goes to another level. Uh, we've seen that when in Boston, we've seen that when he was in Chicago, we've seen that when he was in New Orleans. So, uh, playoff Rondo is nothing to scoff at. And I think if we can get that in with Caruso, uh, having a less of a role, but still getting good minutes, I'm going to take the Lakers in the West, but it is going to be an all timer. I mean, Lakers Clippers, that that's the whole reason I wanted this season to restart. And so if it comes down to that, I'm just insanely excited about that series if we get it. So I'm going to take the Lakers out of the West, Toronto out of the East, and give me the Lakers in the finals. I'll take the Lakers in the finals because I do think when the brights shine incredibly bright, LeBron's the guy I can trust more than anybody else in the NBA still. I still can't trust Giannis. I don't want to trust Pascal Siakam as a number one go-to when the lights shine the brightest. Um, Kawhi is the only guy that I think is challenging him for that. That's healthy right now. And so I am taking LeBron and the Lakers in an insane season to pull it out uh, against the Clippers in the West and to beat the Raptors in the NBA Finals. 
and I hope that people can respect uh, that accomplishment for the Lakers because uh, I think they were the favorites before everything shut down. They were hot, and if they are able to muster all of that back and win it, that will be an accomplishment. So I am taking the Lakers to win it all. This has been um, my first round playoff preview. I'm hoping to get somebody on uh, in the next week or so to just have more of a conversation. But with the game starting today, I wanted to go ahead and get all that on the record. So um, thank you for listening. I want to hear from you. What do you what do you disagree with? What do you think? Um, am I crazy? Um, check the Twitter feed at Michael Likes Pod because there will be a lot going on. Maybe put some polls for the series, um, some different, different thought-provoking questions. Um, and yeah, so thank you for tuning in today and let's watch some basketball.